Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks. This is the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. We do topics on all sorts of things from parenting to homeschooling to inspirational to um, even just like how to wake up on time. Simple, simple things that every woman needs to know in order to get to the next level of herself, whether internally or just in her home life or in her career. So today's topic is no different. This is a topic where women are struggling with and nobody talks about it. I don't know what it is. I have so many moms like secretly coming up to me. I don't know if it's with mom guilt and talking to me about the fact that they're struggling with this. You would not believe. And I don't know if it's because everybody feels inadequate, tries to put up a front or they just are really just shy and they don't know who to go to. I mean, the truth is I do not see a lot of resources on this particular topic, which is why I'm so passionate about creating them, especially with my background. And for those of you who don't know, I am a licensed educator and administrator with almost 20 years experience so I know what it's like to have to teach day in and day out to tons of different types of learners and I can't imagine how some women are homeschooling and not having had certain types of background in education I commend them that is an extremely um, selfless act that you're doing for your family where you're doing the best you can to take charge and I think that you deserve some help to be honest and I honestly have been scouring the internet I've been looking at books all types of things there's not so much how to help out there for women I don't really see it so I kind of found that this is a really good place for me to step in and kind of contribute to my community whether it's Muslim or non-Muslim. So if you are a homeschooling mom, this podcast is for you. And subhanAllah, you know, I think there's a lot of moms out there and what I tend to hear from them on a regular is they're they're just not sure what they're doing is the right thing to do. They're either afraid of messing up their kids' education and in long term, like it's their fault because they were the homeschooling teacher or they're just flat out stressed out and they know what they're doing is not quite working, but they don't know how to do it any differently. And so just if you guys don't already know, some of the resources I offer um, on my different forums are on my podcast here, on YouTube, and on Instagram. I'm streaming regular resources. I already started, and I'll be doing more and more free resources of information. Even sometimes I have like checklists you can download or um, like mini packets of information or eBooks. And what I'm working on right now, I'm really excited about is a homeschooling course, how to homeschool, and it's going to get you organized for all types of things, anything from how to organize yourself for the year, like what curriculums to buy, all these types of things. Um, you know, if you have individu- individual situations with your children, how to homeschool multiple children, it doesn't matter. I'm going to cover the gamut. So I'm working on that for you guys. But in the meantime, we do have this free stream right here on YouTube or on my Instagram. The second thing is I made a six homeschooling essentials checklist. And um, if we are, if you're reaching me on my podcast, it's going to be on my blog blog and it's at www.mindful-muslima.com you'll find it there and if you're on youtube or instagram or however else you're reaching me um, you'll find that it's going to be in the links in my bio and are in the are in the descriptions so anyway guys the other last thing i just want to let you know before i get started into this piece of information this free information i'm going to give you today is the fact that i do offer one time 45 minute free consultation a lot of moms need help so i do make myself available for some of their basic questions and just kind of pointing you in the right direction. If you don't have anyone, I know how tough that can be. So I do offer that. Um, and you can reach me um, at www, uh, excuse me, my email is mindfulness 
at mindful-muslima.com. Okay, and again, all these things, if you're in a form that has it, will be in the links in the descriptions and stuff. All right, so the topic of today, I'm gonna give you some of that sheet. I'm gonna explain it, but if you do wanna have a copy of the actual checklist, like I said, it'll be there for you. You know, um, I think that every great homeschool has considered the following components. There are certain components that every homeschool just has to have. I don't know... Um, I think not everybody realizes that and maybe that's why they're struggling. Like a lot of times when I talk to moms, they're missing some of one or two of these, sometimes a lot of these, and that's why they're struggling. So I thought I'd just like put it out there. These are the six basic components that your homeschool should have for success. If you have these, you're going to be in a good place. And again, we could talk more about them, but I want to just at least give this to you today. The first one is beginning with the end in mind. I cannot tell you how many women I speak to that do not have a clear vision of what they want to achieve by the end of the year. For myself, I have almost like like a packet that I use for math, this is what I want to achieve, for science, for social studies, whatever. I have it and it's almost like my go-to document regularly. If you ask me what, what my son has to know for math by the end of the year, I could tell you like this, boom, 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 because I'm thinking of it always and we're working towards it always. So if you don't have a clear idea, you could find these like in your standards, your state standards, if that's something you're going by. If you're like an unschooler or something, you might say like you might want to have your own personal goals, but um, for the majority of homeschoolers, they're working towards some type of benchmarks or standards. So those are the ones I'm talking about. I'm always like my son has to um, add three digit numbers, you know, whatever by June. So like these are the things I have. The, these might also include individual goals for children. Like some of our children might be behind in reading. My goal is to get them up to grade level and we might wanna mark what that is and reach towards that and keep monitoring that. So the first one is to begin with the end in mind. The second one is to have the right curriculum. Oh my gosh, guys, sometimes I see people struggling with this one. The curriculums they have are outdated or they just do not match the learning style of their child. So this is something super critical, making sure you choose the right curriculum can make or break your year. So you have to make sure it fits your goals for the year, it fits your child's learning style, and it's comprehensible and comfortable for you to teach. Because at the end of the day, if you don't feel confident, it shows in your teaching. Um, the third one is measuring progress. A lot of moms I talk to do not measure the progress of their child intermittently. Like for example, they might wait till some really big unit test in a month or two months. Sometimes they don't do that at all, but my point is you have to have a regular way you monitor your child. I have very specific ways. Again, all these things I'll be sharing in the course that I'm gonna give and some of the free resources and bits and pieces here, but I do, some of it takes, you know, more time to explain. That's why I can't sit here and do it in a 10 minute podcast. And that's why I would have to create a course. And the beauty of that is that you could watch it over and over and you can really um, get that advice. So anyway, I have a, a note taking system and it's super simple. It is like maybe five words. It's nothing. Uh, some people have huge uh, folders and packets and systems. I find as a busy mom, I have five kids and I do other things outside of homeschooling. I don't have time for that. So if you want something super easy, I have it. And inshallah, like I said, I'll be including it in some of the resources or in the course. Depends on, on what we're talking about. But that is something that you definitely should have. Today, we're just covering the must-haves, let's say. So a way to measure. Now, it could be assessments that are formal or informal or might be actual interactive activities that you're going to let your child do. So then watch him that he's doing it, you can know that he has achieved that goal. And again, you could have a mix of both, like a written assessment and an interactive activity. I 
tend to do that. But again, these are things we have to have. We have to measure progress. The next one is scope and sequence, mapping out the curriculum for the year. So in the beginning of the year, you get your curriculum, math, science, English, whatever. You need to sit there and break it up and map it out for the year. What am I going to teach when and how? If you have multiple children, that can seem daunting and I get it, but I have some tips and tricks. I don't actually um, always do them individually. There's there's ways to maneuver and to do things in less time and less effort. So I'll be sharing some of those with you also in my course. But you are um, you can, for example, I'll just give you a little clue. You can take some of the curriculums of one grade and the other and you can overlap them. But you have to make sure you do them in the right way, guys. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Some people just slap them together and put kids in the same seat and do the same worksheet. That's not acceptable. And sometimes even at one level or the other, you have to do it really, really mindfully and proper. Otherwise, it's not. It's going to end up leaving one child behind and the other one excelling or sometimes both behind. I've seen it like that, guys. So you have to do it um, in, a, in a methodical way. Um, the other one is you have to think about what resources you're going to need. So many moms are just rushing here and there. Oh, I didn't have the resource. I couldn't teach it properly. In September, actually in August, I lay out all my cards. I figure out what do I have to purchase and I purchase it and I make a list and I have that resource list. Again, these types of lists will be offered in the course that I give too. But in the meantime, right now, like I said, for, for questions like these guys, I do do some uh, the free consultation. So if I can help you in any way, I will. Some of these things I am still creating, so I cannot share them yet. So these are things like as you guys give me your questions and concerns, Concerns, I am getting down to business and creating. So give me the time to do that too. The other thing is in the beginning of the year, I start to think of in terms of the scope and sequence, like what meaningful trips or outdoor experiences, because you got to get out the house sometimes, guys, will help me to support the learning goals that we have. So for example, my son and I, we were doing something on... Oh, we were doing Southeast Asia. Now, this is a little bit of a different one. We took an actual trip to Southeast Asia. And uh, I just actually, to be honest, knew we were thinking of going to Southeast Asia. We went to Malaysia, Indonesia. We were in, um, where did we go? In, in, in Jakarta, Bali. We were in Thailand. It was just a phenomenal experience with our family. But the truth is I, ch I switched out some of the social studies curriculum or the history curriculum knowing I was going to go there. And so I've moved that to a different year. And that's the beauty of homeschooling, guys. You could vacation and still continue continue on. I cannot tell you the impact that had on my children and what a phenomenal experience, learning experience that was. But even local trips, even if it's like if you're studying something like force and you can go to the local children's museum and you see that they have a um, like a little a show that they're going to do or sometimes they have hands-on activities. I scour those in the beginning of the year and I put them on my calendar and I have them planned. All of these things help for a more successful and effective um you know, year, to be honest, these are critical. And the last one I'll mention within scope and sequence is record keeping. There has to be some way that you are keeping records, going back to what I was talking before about measuring growth. Okay, so we have to make sure that we're hitting those things. Otherwise, this is when so many moms fall behind. Does it sound like you? Your curriculum is not where you wanted it to be. You said by September, we'll learn this by October, by November, and you don't reach. There's no reason you can't reach those guys. I can totally explain to you how you just have to methodically mark them out and have to be really good about just checking in with yourself. And there's simple ways to do that. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. 
The next one is, you, the, the uh, yeah, I think it's the last two. The next one is to set routines and schedules, super critical. Now, as a mom, you have to set them for yourself first because if you're not available and mentally there, then your children are just gonna suffer. And that's another thing I see moms doing, right? The mom is not organized and so the child ends up getting, you know, the not the best of the mother. And she's the teacher as well, so not the best of their learning experience. And that's really unfair because at, at the end of the day, as much as we wanna do these beautiful things of homeschooling, they are also an amana. There are trust between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our children. There are trust between us and our children. We have to make sure that we give them their rights. We give them their haq. We can't say we're going to do homeschooling and then give them like whenever we have time between the other stuff we're doing. That's just really not fair. But there's a way to do it. And by the way, I only homeschool in about four hours a day. I don't make homeschooling. Now, homeschooling is is not just the teaching time. Obviously, it's everything you do throughout your day. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in that as well. Homeschooling is how you how you bathe, how you go to bed. How you, there's life skills, of course. But I want to talk about the actual curricular things in terms of like subjects and stuff. If I want to get like technical, it doesn't pass more than four hours a day, which means I have so many hours in the day. I know people that are just dragging it out, and it doesn't have to be that hard either. So to clear, have a clear routine or schedule makes it easy for your child or your children to access their information and their knowledge. Knowledge. It has to be age or developmental appro- de- developmentally appropriate, has to be realistic, and to take into consideration your family needs. Some moms are struggling because they just don't consider the basic things that they're struggling with outside of homeschooling. They almost try to ignore it and not make it part of the equation. I totally encourage you to talk about that. And that's what I do, especially like I said when I talk to women, because sometimes these are the things that are that are breaking the whole situation. It's not actually the homeschooling itself. And the last one is a motivational system. I can't explain to you how much when we are happy when we are excited, when we feel mentally and emotionally good, we are so much better in education, so much better in learning. Think about a time when you were really depressed or sad and then you had to enter a classroom. Were you learning? Were you listening? Were you tuned in? No. It's the same thing with our mood of our children. We can't be, um, you know, controlling and screaming at them and like, oh, you know, I told you, you never get it. We, we can't have this aggressive attitude with them. We have to be super positive, encouraging, and we have to give them things to strive for that will be rewarding. Just like adults, children want to have success too. They want to feel good too, and they want to feel accomplished. So we can do this, for example, I do this by creating like a ticket system where they can earn prizes. I give them like a little checkboard and they check off their work themselves and they put a ticket in the bin. If they get five tickets, they can get a small prize. If they get the 10, if they want to hold out, just kind of like, I don't know, in the US we have something like a Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know what you have in your country, but we can get more. So subhanAllah, these are things that we could do to motivate the kids. Sometimes if you want to have like a chart um, to measure progress on the wall, I find that hard to keep for myself, but if you feel you can do those, that's good. I find the ticket to be almost no effort for me. I buy a box of tickets, the kid picks it out or I can hand it out at the moment of and that's it. They check off on their own and then they retrieve them in my in my box of prizes. We call it like our school our, our home store or our homeschooling store and they could buy stuff and purchase things with their tickets. So these are really fun ways and believe me these motivate kids. If you have kids that do not want to learn or giving you all kind of trouble running off the table, 
This is great. And if you're a parent who does not want to reward your children with objects, that's okay too. I agree with you and I also do something else. I also have a system for them to earn experiences and privileges. These are also great tools for guiding them in life lessons. So you can, for example, they can have a privilege to be the one to choose what we're going to eat for dinner today. These are really cheap ways and they're, they're no stress for you. Um, they can have experiences where they can earn an experience to go out to a particular place, to the park. Park, um, to a museum, to something they want to do, to a movie they want to see. I mean, guys, there are so many options. The truth is there's no reason to struggle. It is not that hard if you know what to do. So I have, like I said, this checklist. I'm going to have it up on my blog. I have it up on my YouTube channel. And if you're on my podcast, you probably have to go to my blog. But please, please do use this ch- checklist to see if you are having these essentials in your homeschool. And that way you'll know whether or not you are struggling because these things are missing. You can kind of pinpoint for yourself where your points of weakness are and then we can start to get you on the path for success in those areas again you have this checklist please feel free to to check out my podcast my instagram my youtube share this with another mom you know that's homeschooling that could definitely benefit from this information so she can assess for herself where she is in in her homeschooling and like i said if you do need me for additional information conversation i do give those one-time 45-minute consultations you can email me at mindfulness at mindful dash muslima m-u-s-l-i-m-a-h dot com i'll be more than happy to help you other than that i pray that you guys are having a great summer and inshallah ta'ala you'll have a successful homeschooling year the next year assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh